How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Into the happy hour we go. Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby, Chris Ello. Currently calling a basketball. Well, not currently. It's a little early still. So uh, he will soon be calling a basketball game, correct? I think so. Yeah, you think so? He'll be so? back tomorrow. Yeah, he'll, no, we'll, we'll be back full swing tomorrow, all three of us in the studio for the first time in 2024. It's just oh, been yeah. me and Matt the first two days. It's kind of weird. A little bit. I mean, it's better than the alternative. <laughs> What's the alternative? <laughs> me and Chris. <laughs> I wish, you know, now that there's a camera in here, I'm definitely going to tune in more to no, see, see the uh, energy level when I'm not here come baseball season. Cause you guys, uh, you guys, uh, like um, you kind of like old old husband and wife. Sometimes. See, I get that a lot, and I don't get that because we're not married. But you're um, not, but you act like you guys. I are. think what it is is that Chris is basically the same age as my parents, like my dad, and my dad and I butt heads all the time. And it's not like Chris and my dad are similar. It's just that. The sometimes the 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 things that come out of their mouth, I'm just like, you don't know how to use an app. Like, what the heck? <laughs> like, are we serious here? Like, some of those things really bother me. They're not really trying to learn how to use the app. Why? Okay. Why not? It's just you know, it's, it, once you get to a certain, I don't age, know. You don't have time to learn new things like that. It's not like they're going to be off this earth in the next five minutes. So the apps are going disagree. to get more. I don't disagree. A with part you, of our lives, but I have learned just to accept that you know, adults that age don't necessarily want to add a new thing to their toolbox. I don't get why not. Uh, real quick, yes, the in the Big Five that was recorded earlier today, we did say potential signing, but that is official now. It so is official. We just sure. wanted to bring that up real quick and clear that up. How are we now? I'm trying Ooh, to Usuko. Usuko. Yes, that's what the Padres yes. sent out. They sent out a capital letter O O O and then Sucko. Mister Mister Go. Mister Go is twenty five. Uh, spent seven seasons in the LG. Uh, with the with the LG Twins in Korea in the KBO, and 44 appearance last year, he had a 3.68 ERA, 1.36 WHIP, 59 strikeouts in 44 innings. In 2022, though, he had a 1.48 ERA, a 0.96 WHIP, and 80 strikeouts in 60 and two thirds innings. So, you and was it was it was it goes? Who are we talking about with the elbow stuff? 
It was Matsui, Matsui and Yamamoto and Yamamoto who signed with the Dodgers, but they have some weird provisions in their in their contracts. Like if they, they have also got Tommy a lot John, more, they also got a lot more money yes. in, in their contract. So you got to kind of protect. Yeah, them. because Usako only got uh, four and a half. Is that what you said? Two years, four and a half million, which is very interesting Wait, to me. Two years, four and a half million is over Total, the entire I contract. I believe that's what it is. I mean, that's what I'm reading it as, but. Uh, that's pretty interesting. And here, I, I was about to say this earlier, but I, I kind of think that AJ Preller is doing something that's outside the box here. And that would be instead of looking for all the baseball players that are here in the States already, in the system already, he's going outside of Major League Baseball. I don't know that that's new. I think no, I but think he's, he is. But it seems like he's relying on it more than he has in the past. Well, and with I, the see, influx I, of players coming over from the KBO and, and, and Nippon professional baseball, I feel like AJ Preller's trying to get in early to get these guys over with the Padres before they're all gone. I beg to differ. Okay, I think in the last maybe three years this is different since you know the the spending spree happened. But before that, international drafts, if you remember, that was yeah. all. That was all. AJ, you know, I mean, that's how they got Ethan Solis. Right. That's going outside of uh, the United States there in order to get the talent that you're looking for. But to sign these guys to major league contracts right off the bat, I don't know that he's done that. It's different from the standpoint of, and I I don't know how different, because, you know, Hassan Kim, he's been signed out of the KBO. Yeah. And and so, you know, I think this, you know, AJ's never been, um, you know, against bringing guys in in a unconventional or different way than the the draft or free agency. I think he's kind of had to do that early when the Padres weren't spending money as they were rebuilding this. And then he's kind of gone back to it here this season as well. But um, I don't think it's necessarily new. Either way, Padres bullpen gets deeper. Uh, We talked about Yuki Matsui. Now Mr. Go is uh, also added to the back end of that bullpen. Um, But, you know, this does line up what I said yesterday. I don't don't see there being – I would be surprised, I should say, to see a bigger signing than what Matsui just signed for. Like you're basically saying, like Blake Snell or something crazy. I, I would like be surprised. That. I would be. I would be surprised. Now I like surprises. I've been surprised over we the have. last three years. We have. So you know, I'm not afraid to be a surprise. I don't think Xander Bogarts was on anyone's mind. No shot. He was. <laughs> yeah, he definitely like, wasn't. That now, was very. Surprising. We heard the Aaron Judge rumor that yeah. was happened. That was on our mind. And then when that happened, it was like, okay, well, that was kind of like a pipe dream. But then, boom. Matsui, because it was actually, excuse me, it wasn't just Judge, it was also Trey Turner we got, True. we started hearing things about. but And they were even, when Manny was coming to town, I mean, I know this was further back, but they were talking about Bryce Harper, I, maybe. I, I definitely didn't believe the man. I'll be the first to admit. We guys, all were the same. I was like, it ain't no way in the world Manny's coming to, to I San remember, Diego. I was on a stationary bike when I got a call from, I think it was... Adam or someone else said, you got to get in here. And I was like, why? They, they signed Manny Machado. I'm like, you're joking. You're joking. No, nope, not I couldn't not believe joking. it either. I was already in spring training, I think, cause, uh, or I was on my way down that way. Yeah, because you Because he signed him. late. Yeah. He signed late in spring training. I, if I'm not mistaken, was either getting ready to start or it already kind of got rolling a little bit. So, um, Brandon, he plays Chris vs. the fans a lot, but yes. he sent me a DM here, and he was reading an article, and Brandon is a hardcore Padres fan. Hardcore. Hardcore. So not he sent parkour, me parkour, hardcore. Hard, yeah, not parkour, <laughs> which is very scary, by the way. I watched a couple of videos of guys like climbing on skyscrapers. I can't remember uh-huh. where I, heard, I had her mom say that she actually had her son in parkour. I didn't haven't actually met somebody who was actually that in is. it. But yeah, that's where real, do I go to get my kid what, in that? That's what I throw him on the top of a building, to like random parks, and like. 
I know parkour is not the big building one where they you parkour is like where you're running around and you kind of just like launch yourself off a curb or curb, something. Buildings, if you're like super skilled, those people are crazy. <laughs> yeah, they're nuts. crazy. Anyway, so Brandon sends me this article and he circles this: the cost-cutting Padres who dealt all-star. Slugger Juan Soto to the New York Yankees last month are expected to bring up some of their top prospects this season. You may think, well, what's the what's the problem with that? Brandon did not like the words or the phrase cost-cutting because it's straight disrespectful to the Padres. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because I want to say it's not disrespectful to the Padres because that's what they're doing. They're cost-cutting. It's technically correct. Right. Yeah. They're not spending the same amount that they were spending last year, which means they are cost cutting. <laughs> cost cutting. He hasn't gotten cost back cutting. to me yet, but I know that he's listening. Cost At some cutting. point, he will hear this. However, as we brought up yesterday, they are still in the top what ten, I believe, in terms of payrolls. I this would year? think so. Yeah. That's still pretty good. That is really that still good. gives you a chance to win. It does. And, you know, we didn't talk about this yesterday, but Eric Grutner had some comments um, during the Holiday Bowl, and I thought they were kind of interesting. But he was he said this. I understand fans might focus on the departure of Soto and free agents. We we might not sign this year, but we feel like we have a great core group of players. If a fan fell asleep three years ago and woke up to see the caliber of players we had under long term contracts, they would be pretty surprised. That's a fact. And that is a fact. I think the the thing that um is interesting about it is you know no team is active in free agency every single year true right we just watched the dodgers completely sit out last year yeah and i shouldn't say that they signed guys but it certainly was along the lines of what you're seeing the padres do this year in terms of what they're signing who they're bringing in pick and choose how they're going about spending um over it i think we went over it before we went on break there that that third year of being over the tax is half can can be crippling to to yes. some organizations. So it behooves you to reset your books because remember, all you got to do is reset it that one year. Be under the luxury tax for one season, and now you can kind of have the you know build up back to where you want to go and being penalized. So again. potentially, the Padres could spend next year. If they if they wanted to, because they'll get below the luxury tax, they'll reset that threshold, and then they won't have to pay the fifty percent tax that it would right. be if they think it's did what, go into twenty percent or ten percent, something along that. Is it fifty? No, the first year. Oh, the first the year. Third year. Yeah. It's, it's a Let me 50% look it up real quick. But I, it's around ten to fifteen yeah. percent. So you know that's manageable uh, for for most for for teams, uh, even the Padres, right? But. That fifty percent. I mean, even the Dodgers, who I would say print the most print the most money in in the big leagues, they were scared of that that fifty percent tax too. I mean, who wouldn't be? Everybody's going. If to you're be. getting it, to it, that this, point, it's it, it's designed specifically to keep you from continuing to spend the way you are. Yeah, that's true. It's, and, and, um, that, and that's part of the whole fairness thing that you know everybody likes to talk about. I love fairness. Yes, Consecutive seasons over threshold. One season, 20% tax rate. Yeah. Two, second season, 30%. Three or more seasons, 50%. So Padres had like just $200 million payroll last year. They come into this year with like a, just over or whatever. They're going to have to pay $100 million. That's why they're resetting. Say, what did we say their their penalty was this year? Was it like 36 Let me go find that rundown it was, I It have. was a lot. It, and it was a lot for any team. But... Imagine that being a uh, that was a thirty percent tax this year. Imagine it being fifty, and you're well over where you need to be. It's just not a 
You can't do that. It's not a way. You it's can not do good business to no. do it no. at all because you're you're you're. I mean, you're paying and, and so much money. I say that to say that this team is still capable of winning a, a whole bunch of games. Got it. 2022 Padres were $5 million over the threshold. They paid $1.5 million on their tax bill. 2023, they uh, last year, they were $57 million over, so they ended up paying a $39-plus million tax bill. And this coming year, they just, just want to in, get under it. Think about that. That's just in taxes, right? That's That could have been money used to, to spend in you know free agency. And then right? posting fees, too, for, for some of the players that are coming right. from overseas. Right. So, I, I mean, at the end of the day... Um, the Padres seemed like they, they had to do what they had to do. And this is still going to be, a, I think, is going to be a very competitive team, ultimately. The Beef on YouTube says, I love some of these <laughs> names, by the way. The Beef. Yes, The Beef. If you want to watch us on YouTube, you can. Just go to 97.3, The Fan. What the, what the Beef had to say. The Beef had to say, have to, well, I'm sorry, I just broke the Man. microphone. Because he, he put it all in caps, the the first word. Oh, so you were just. Have to. Yeah be in the top 10 money to make a real run for World Series. Looking back statistically, they're all in the top 10 for the past decades. There it is. This, are the Padres in the top 10? Did we confirm that? Uh, can you confirm Yes, that? I can confirm that. I'm doing a lot of confirming today, which is good. They went, from, good. They went to two. They, went from, they were two last year, right? Yes, they were two last year. The, the Mets were like insane last year at number one. I'm looking for 2024. Coming into this year, the Padres... Are right now currently they're thirteenth. Ah, they're just outside the top ten. Yeah, but that doesn't include, I'm sure, some does of the contracts. Could, does, does that include uh, Matsui and? I don't know, but okay. I I don't think so yet. Um, All right, well, I just got a. Uh, oh my gosh, you're just outside. So while you figure that out, let me hop off and go to break here. Morgan and Chris. Uh, wait, wait, uh, never mind. I'm sorry. Morgan and Chris on the way here. Some traffic. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. I know, it's sad. There are only a handful of weekends left of football, and if you want to beat the books, then you have to cash the ticket. Cash the ticket is the podcast to help you bet smarter. Host Mike Valenti and Jim Costa set the stage for the weekend football with some tips and tricks to help you bet confidently with a healthy dose of ball busting as Wait, well. What? I'm sorry? You can, you can say that? I guess so. We just did. <laughs> Follow Cash the Ticket on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Did Only- you see uh, Jim Nance during the broadcast I, I did. Are you about to ask me about the... Not the Tony Romo thing, oh, okay. but he wanted to say a word, and he didn't think he could say it, so Tony Romo says, I think you could say it. <laughs> so the word he didn't want to say was jabroni. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so funny to me that Jim Nance like, was so concerned that, about well, saying jabroni well, that's on the a, that's a That's a vet. You know, of course. Using a, uh, I would say, a relatively new word that probably hasn't been brought up on air very often. He, yeah. And yeah, his, yeah. I'm sure that veteran in him was like, ah, this seems a little like a slippery slope here. But it, leave it to a young, younger uh, Tony Romo to be like, ah, I think you're all right. Go like, ahead. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> go, go. Get it done. Who cares? It's not going to be my job if you yeah. can't say it anyway. But I think the, they were referencing the fact that uh, Travis Kelsey called the Cincinnati mayor a jabroni. A jabroni. Um, and he deserved, he deserved to be called Oh, he totally deserved it. Yeah, that, that didn't work out for that mayor very well. No, I'm being asked, are the Padres in the top ten? We already we don't, said. We think they're just outside Currently the top on com, they're. 2024 payroll is $146 million, which puts them at 13, but they only have 34 players on their roster on so a 40 man roster. So they're going to sign some more. Yeah. Um, we don't know who those are going to be yet. We don't know what type of deals. My guess is it's going to be along the lines of what we saw Mr. Go go yes. with today. Two years, four and a half million? In that, in that ballpark. Maybe there's definitely a, maybe money. there's something a little bit higher than that, but. Um, there's, the the free agency market is still pretty pretty thick at the top. Still some really good players, right? Bellinger, Snell, Chapman, Chapman. Uh, there's some good good ball players out there. But if- it, it did. Chris brought up a good point yesterday. We had mentioned Giolito maybe being a target. When you see him get 19 mil, it's tough to to think you're it's a in huge chunk. that. That's a that's a huge chunk. To think that you're you're I mean, you're getting you have to get creative and that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah. And yeah. someone did say that in our chat. They said that they're they have to compete with the NOS by being creative they and do. thinking outside the box. They, even in a perfect world, they're not gonna be able to spend the same that the Dodgers are spending year in and year out. But no. you you gotta still find a way to be competitive. Padres were able to do that without, you know, some of the bigger contracts that they had. So Yeah. We'll we'll see how it falls. I don't think AJ Preller is done at this point. If you had your head in the sand, you missed the fact that Mike Schilt was able to complete his um, coaching staff uh, today. Um, there was a, I think it wasn't a press conference. It was a Zoom conference. It was it? a Zoom conference. Yeah, I don't think Mike was here. No, he's definitely somewhere else. He's not in the Padres press room. I talked to Mike a little bit about uh, placement of his computer. Ah, that's a that's another it, that's, that's a thing for you. It, it is, you know. It's just, I want I want my people to, to 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 have the best of themselves, and when you're coming up from that low up into your nostrils, yeah. 
It can mm. it can get a little ugly. Uh, he was good though, unfortunately. Oh, he, he, he he was clean. He didn't have nothing up there. No, he didn't. But this is something that if you ever see someone on TV with their camera lower than their 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 chin, know that we are in studio making fun <laughs> of that person because every time we're like, why do you point the camera up your nose? You know, in most in most cases, uh, uh, you know, it's when you're watching it. Let's say I don't know somebody's on first take. I blame producer in that part. I'm not taking shots. I know, I know, I'm just saying I don't care. they should let you know, especially if we're talking about the age range that we just talked about yeah. with Chris. You got to You got to let them know they that uh, that whole technology thing isn't their thing. Plus, they're not thinking about where the camera is on the technology. I know. I know, you know so. but they should. <laughs> but they should. <laughs> All it takes is for you to take do an interview like that and you to see it. Then you're like, oh. Well, oh, I, you were on Colin Coward, right? Yes. And so. I, I don't know if you guys remember this. I, I posted about this. I was yeah. on Colin Coward. I was in the, in the, I was in the, uh, our booth yep. that we were in the game. And I knew this was coming. And so I didn't have anything but my laptop and, a, and an iPad. So. I just searched around the booth, found some 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 uh, some books, books, stacked it up. It was the most janky setup on the planet. But you guys wouldn't know because the camera was eye level, baby. It was eye level, <laughs> and you did take a behind the scenes, or Jesse took a behind the scenes picture for you because it was quite hilarious. That it's like seven books stacked on top yeah. of each other. It's always so funny when these big budget. Sports shows or just talk shows in general end up having someone with their computer on a bunch of books. <laughs> that was me. Yes, uh, Mike Schilt. He finished his um, his his coaching staff, and and the only names that I shouldn't say the only names, the names that you're probably least familiar with uh, are, are Tim Leeper, I believe it's pronounced, and uh, Victor Rodriguez. Um, that is the new first base, co- excuse me, third base coach and new hitting coach, uh, Mike McCoy. Although new to the big league organization, has been in the organization for quite some time. It's not the former Chargers coach either. It's not the former <laughs> Chargers coach, Mike McCoy. Mike McCoy actually played here in San Diego, went to Gross My High. Used oh, to wow. play against him in, in hoop and nice. in baseball. So okay. I know Mike very well. He'll be a great addition to this staff um, as is. So, um, But, you know, I know we talked about it a little bit. No bench coach. That's yeah. okay. We'll, scares they'll, me. they'll figure it out. Uh, everybody else you're pretty familiar with. Uh, Morgan Burhart, Humberto Andretti, he's the, he's back. Uh, Morgan is kind of behind the scenes. He does a lot of the hitting stuff. Um, uh, Peter Somerville, he's in the in the bullpen, uh, doing does a lot of the bullpens for those ben guys. Fritz, does a lot of the um, game planning for those guys. Well, Bill Ben Fritz is back. He's the bullpen coach. So most of the names and coaches uh, are familiar. Obviously, Ruben Niebla's back. So Dave Macias, first base coach, he'll be back as well. Uh, but they did add those additions. They, there were some obviously some missing spots because of the vacancy of Ryan Christensen and and Matt Williams when they mm. headed to uh, San Francisco. Where did Flaherty go? Did he go to the Cubs? He went to the Cubs. He's the bench coach. Okay. For uh, Mr. Uh, Craig Council. Oh, that's right. Craig Council is in Chicago. Yeah. That's a good job right that's there. That's a real good job. I mean, listen, if you're going to move sideways in, in your job occupation, that's a solid move. Going and, to and, a and storied have, franchise? Right. You have to also look at it from Ryan's standpoint. I mean, ultimately, no matter how close he finished to being the head, the manager here, he, he ultimately was, you know, passed over. And yeah. I'm sure the Padres asked him back, but I, if you're in his shoes, you understand why – this lateral move 
is better. Now, I don't think Craig Council is going anywhere anytime no, soon. No, I don't so think so either. It's not as though he is setting himself up for like right now. Yeah. But, you know, in order to, A, he gets closer to being where he's from. He could be considered more. And now, and now you're moving into a... So maybe a bigger bigger spotlight next to to Craig Council and get a chance to learn from a, I think one of the most one of the most brilliant baseball minds in baseball. So good for him. Yeah, good for. Uh, good do for we want to hear him. from Mike Schilt real quick? Let's hear from us. The one thing I'm, I'm most interested in hearing from him about is how he plans on using uh, King, Brito, and Vasquez. He'll definitely be in the competition to start for sure. You know they've been acquired. We're excited about you know King and um, Brito and Vasquez. Um, also gotten to talk to him briefly, um, met Brito and Vasquez, uh, you know, as well. Just the reports prior to meeting were high character, solid, you know, kind of guys you want in your club. And, you know, getting to meet them and talk to them, they, they more than exceed that. These are, these are really hungry guys that are excited about the opportunity that we'll be given the opportunity to start. And uh, I, I can't wait to see what they're going to do for us. They're going to be a big part of what we do. You know, it's always been kind of at least something that's been noticeable for those of us who have been around Major League Baseball. Uh, cats that come from New York, from the Yankees organization in particular, have a a, a professionalism about them that is kind of like, seems like it's taught in that organization. Yeah, they're expected to be that right. way. And so um, it makes, it lines up with everything Mike Schilt uh, was saying there. We'll hear from him on one last topic, and that was he was asked what he's looking forward to about Ruben Diebel in terms of how he'll work with so many new pitchers in the organization and what he's what he'll accomplish with them. Ruben is a is an exceptionally gifted pitching coach. He's got a lot of dimensions, a lot of depth to him. He's done a fantastic job his first two years. Uh, it's a it's a it's a group that has a lot of their processes in place that that quite clearly work. He's, um, you know, Ruben's got a tremendous ability um, to see the game from a lot of different lenses. He's very modern with an old school, you know, kind of a blend to it. Um, he does a good job communicating and individualizing with our players and, and working with our players. He's just a really talented guy as is Fritzy. And, and so it, I'm super excited this group's in place and, and, you know, has that continuity behind it. You know, also one of the things that's the strength of Ruben's, uh, and Fritzy's, both of them have player development experience. Both of them have a heart for players, have an understanding of where players come from. You know, Fritzy's managed in the minor leagues before, um, has been a coordinator coming up to the system. Ruben Smith, 21 years, primarily in a coordinator's role, um, you know, and over in Cleveland has developed, you know, a lot of quality pitching, and he was a big part of that. So he's got this wonderful ability to be able to, to help the guys that are more established big league players, but he's also got a real, real talent in having an understanding how to develop players coming up. And he's done a really good job of already establishing relationships with our player development department and creating that synergy to make sure that, you know, we're working together to, to create a continuity for our players to and the, and the transition when they come up to be seamless. So it's a strong part of our club. It's a great staff and Ruben heads it and I'm excited to work with him. Yeah, I mean, there's so many dimensions to love about Ruben. I mean, he's just he he's he's the rare coach that kind of embodies all of baseball's. I don't know, the analytics, the old school 
being able to communicate. Like, he embodies, like, kind of all of that. That's what Blake Snell, I think he told us this last year, but we asked him about Ruben Niebel, and he said that exact thing. Like, he is able, if you want to go old school, he can go old school and, and work with you that way. But he's also able to kick it up a notch with some of the analytics that will help you. And he also explains the analytics to them in a way that's going to help them. That is the key, is is being able to explain it in a way that these young guys or old guys, for that matter, understand. So uh, Padres have that coaching unit set. All right, let's get to break. When we come back, our interview of the day, Marcus McNeil. We're going to Chris on the way. Five thirty-nine on the clock, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby, chilling about 18 minutes to go on this show. Uh, in case you missed it, Padres got on with another uh, back-end arm. You want to give it a, his, his name a, a go again? Yes, Ooh Suck Go. Mr. Mr. Go is what we're calling him here on the show. <laughs> if you missed it earlier, go back and podcast it because we, 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 we went back and forth on how to pronounce it. We did, it. and then we finally got an official announcement uh, a little bit thereafter. But uh, Mr. Go is in the bullpen for the pods. Could be the possible closer. It could be a closer. They have three choices, at least at this point, that we know of. I did see a funny chat in our YouTube chat. It was uh, last year we had 15 shortstops. This year we're going to have 15 closers. <laughs> I think 15 closers is probably more useful than yeah. 15 shortstops. Yeah, exactly. Um, certainly the way the game is played uh, at this point. Um, looks like the MV- the possible MVP in NFL will sit out. Um, Brock Purdy, I know. No. <laughs> He's sitting out too. He is sitting but out. But Lamar Jackson yeah. will sit out. And it was we discussed yesterday about, you know, the last time the Ravens were a number one seed, uh they did the same thing. They set out the last week. They got the bye week. That's two weeks. Now you're playing on the third and they got beat by the Titans at that point. They're hoping to avoid. Chris and I both thought that they that Lamar Jackson could talk his way into this lineup after what happened the last time, but no, he will uh, also be out. You know who's played their last game as uh, whatever team they're on? What team are they on? Russell Wilson has played his last game as a Denver Bronco. I, I mean, yeah, but it's not official, is nah, it? No, but he's out Sunday, and I have... I can't even see any world in which he returns no. to the Denver Broncos next year. And the Denver Broncos aren't going to the playoffs. So. I really, really, really don't like what Sean Payton's doing in Denver. Yeah. I, 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 he's not very warm and fuzzy about anything. He seems except like he's, for things fake, that he's, he seems good like he's at. fake mad all the time. Yeah. Like it, does, it seems like this is an act. And maybe it was in order to get Russell up out of there. But that would be crazy I, I, to undermine I, your I am, own quarterback. I don't. I, I don't uh, do this very often, but I am. I am hoping the Denver Broncos will become the Colorado Rockies of the NFL. And then you want Russell Wilson to ride somewhere. I'll ride off into some wins somewhere. Into some wins. <laughs> now, if we're talking teams, I mean, how many teams go out there and try to get Russell? Because he well, is going to be expensive. I don't know if he's going to be that expensive. I don't think he's going to be that expensive. You don't think he's going to make what he made with the Broncos? Absolutely not. Just because of how bad he's played the last couple yeah, he years? He hasn't played well enough. See, he played well enough to warrant that prior to getting to Denver. And then he didn't. And then he didn't. So whatever team gets him. And listen, there are plenty of teams that need a quarterback that's worth something. 
And when I mean worth something, they can actually go out and win you some games. Yeah, like the Seahawks. They're not going back to them. Um, oh, yeah, true. <laughs> I was just trying to take a shot at the Seahawks, and I yeah, can't even put yeah, the two no, together. And no. Now it makes me look stupid. He's, he's not going back to it. Makes me look stupid. Nonetheless, uh, that's what we have for you. Let's get to our interview of the day. Marcus McNeil joined us early to break down next week's NFL Week 18. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays, too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We are joined by our weekly guest. And listen, Marcus, it is uh, Marcus McNeil. Sorry for those who don't tune in every week to hear Marcus, but... Uh, Marcus, there's a lot I got on my plate to ask you because there's a lot that has happened since the last time we talked. I want to first start with the whole Detroit-Dallas situation. Now, you were a a Pro Bowl offensive lineman. Um, I'm sure you've had to report at some point, or maybe you have it, to an official. How does that whole—how do the mechanics work on that? Oh man, well, well, you know, you you want to try and keep it secret, but as I found out, they actually announced it on the intercom in the stadium. So <laughs> everybody, so so it immediately turns not into a secret, and you're sitting there like, man, come on, I was trying to tell you that on the hush. <laughs> but 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 you, but you have the report, you know, what I'm saying according to the official, and then uh, that way you can be eligible to be able to catch the ball. Uh, I don't know why they have that rule, but, you know, it just is what it is. And, man, I, I'm just hurt for that offensive line because those are the moments you wait for. Yeah, I mean, what do you th- what do you think happened here, Marcus? I mean, what do you what do you think went wrong? I mean, I 100% blame the official on this one. It seems to me that, that he just did not get the information correct that was being given to him by the Lions. Well, apparently the NFL is already interjected with this crew, and they're not even going to be able to officiate any games in the playoffs. So I'm pretty sure they get playoff checks too, so that's definitely going to hurt. I think the only thing that I can imagine, and I'm not sure because, once again, I'm offensive tackle and I've never like had to check with an official to see if I'm supposed to be on the line or off the line, but, but one thing that I did notice was it seemed like the offensive line was covered up by the tight end and wide receiver on the outside of them. So maybe some sort of alignment issue was happening, but then that still doesn't explain why you would call an eligible man downfield yeah. if he's already reported to you. Yeah, it was certainly a very interesting situation, and it was nice to kind of hear from an offensive lineman what kind of goes down. Marcus McNeil joins us here on Gwen and Chris. And, Marcus, uh, the other thing that has happened in, in the couple of weeks since we've last talked was Lamar Jackson seemingly has uh, not only snatched the MVP but then put a stamp on it the following week. What what have you made of his performances against the 49ers and then to back it up against the Miami Dolphins? Oh, man, I, I couldn't be happier for the guy. You know, uh, coming into this year, you know, he was having like a small contract disputes uh, with the team or, or what seemed to be little disputes and uh you know, of course, he went in there and, uh, if I'm not mistaken, represented himself, yeah. you know, to get the contract that he has. So for him to turn around and then have this type of year, man, kudos to him. I just got to salute him for, like, just handling the business on and off the field. 
Marcus, what do you see when you watch the Baltimore Ravens offensive line play? I, you know, you look at the National Football League right now, and it's such a pass-happy league, and everybody's, you know, uh, it's a flying circus out there, and offensive linemen really don't have to protect for that long. Quarterbacks get rid of the ball so quickly, and everybody's running crossing routes. And then you go to the Baltimore Ravens, and although they can certainly throw it down the field, they seem to me one of the few teams to me that can still line up and play smash mouth with you and just run the ball right at you. What do you see when you watch them play that makes them work? Man, I see that good old-fashioned football. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, what, that's definitely what I'm seeing when I watch them play. You know, just tough, hard nose. we're going to run straight at you and oppose our will on you. That, that's what I'm seeing when I watch the Baltimore Ravens. On offense, their offensive line is, is nasty. They push, they push people around, and you got to have that because one thing you notice is that when the when the when the pass game isn't clicking and, and and you're not you know completing those passes like you want to, you have to fall back on somebody. And uh, number eight is a great person to fall back on because he can run it just as well as he can throw it. But then it seems like you know they've had running backs that is continuously ran the ball well. Yeah, I mean, and they don't even have their number one or number two running back. They are down to their third string running back, and they still are, as you said, just playing old-fashioned football. Uh, Marcus, the other team that has gone the opposite way is the Eagles. This team was a one-loss team at one point during the season cruising, and all of a sudden they have hit a rough patch. And it seems like Jalen Hurts, uh, who doesn't seem entirely healthy, but certainly isn't playing his best football. A.J. Brown seems to be kind of disgruntled right now. It kind of feels a little bit like Buffalo felt last year when the quarterback and the wide receiver didn't seem to be on the same page. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Uh, you know, I love to call wide receivers divas because when it's not going well, they, <laughs> they're going to let you know about it, you know. So... <laughs> But, but you know, Jalen Hurts, he's been such a humble and just, you know, mild-mannered character his whole career. You know, I hate to see him have yeah. conflict with his wide receivers like that. Uh, this might be a little gift and a curse at the same time. And the reason why I say it might be a gift coming off of the curse is because even though they're playing so bad, I think that kind of takes the target off your back sometimes. Yeah. And allows you to come in and play that underdog role, you know, with uh, Philly, just their whole culture, their fan base, everything they have going about them just fits them in that underdog role where you want to see them win in the playoffs. Don't look now, Marcus, but here come the Pittsburgh Steelers once again with Mike Tomlin. They're nine and seven. If they beat the Ravens, and the, they really have a good chance to beat the Ravens because Lamar Jackson's not going to play. Uh, they're going to go into the playoffs, and they're going to finish 10-7 and seven with a team that has had three quarterbacks, that has had all kinds of issues and injury problems, that looked like it was completely lost at midseason, a team where people were starting to say, you know what, Mike Tomlin really isn't that good of a coach. The bottom line is, as he's proving again, he might be still the best coach in the league. Or do you not agree? Man, I think you just have to look at his entire career. And for a guy to be in the National Football League this long and never have a losing season, you got to put some respect on his name. 
and I don't know if Mike Tomlin checks receipts, but it seems like he does, you know, because every time somebody says something bad about him, you know, it seems like he finds a way to rally his team yeah. behind him, and then they come back and win the game that you don't expect them to win. Yeah, no, they've had they've had their own wide receiver issues in terms of not blocking. They've had seemed like some finger pointing going back and forth, but yet here they are with a chance to finish ten and seven and a chance to get into the playoff. Marcus McNeil joins us. Marcus, the other um, I would say situation that has popped up since we last spoke is this whole Denver Broncos situation. Russell Wilson was apparently asked to give up his his injury clause which would have taken the Denver Broncos off the hook for $33 million. And if he didn't acquiesce that, uh, that, that ask from the, from the organization, they would bench him. Now, he would decline and then go on to win four straight. And so I, they didn't bench him. And now they have decided to bench him. This news comes out. How does this make the organization look? Is this a place... And listen, I know players ultimately are going to take the bag, so if the money's offered, they'll take it. But this, does this make a player look a little sideways at an organization when you know they're operating like this? Yeah, it definitely put a little stank on the Denver Broncos. You know, if if you're looking at them, you know, from a player standpoint, you always want to go to an organization where you feel like the team has your back. You know, and uh, and, and when you commit to a contract, I just like to see teams, you know, go ahead and and follow through with it. So for them to kind of ask him that in the middle of a season just seems a little uh, classless, you know what I'm saying? And and I hate to see that, especially when you have a a player like John Elway as an executive, you know, who understands the other side of the coin. Very surprising indeed. Marcus, last thing for me, there's been a lot of stories that have come out in the NFL this year that have turned out to not be correct. One mm-hmm. of them was about Kenny Pickett this weekend, the fact that apparently they thought or there was reported that he refused to be the backup. He said nothing was further from the truth. In your day and age of dealing with the media, uh, how did you react if and when somebody reported something that was incorrect how did that make you feel? And do you think teams should have the ability to strike back against bad reporting? Oh man, yeah, that, that's a fine line right there. You know that uh, players have to deal with because you know it's in our contracts that we have to speak to the media. But but there definitely has to be some sort of backlash or. Or, or, or so some sort of accountability that has to fall back on a reporter wherever they're reporting, you know, fake news or, or especially uh, putting a black eye on a player like that. Yeah. You know, uh, Kenny Pickett doesn't even come off as that type of person. You know, uh, he comes from Pittsburgh. You know, he played at Pittsburgh. I couldn't imagine him just being like, you know what, forget everything I've done for this town and this city. You know, I'm not even going to be a backup. So, Definitely the accountability should fall back on that reporter. You know, I don't know if they make him go recant the statement or, or apologize publicly, but it shouldn't be something that you just kind of pass over, especially whenever you're putting that black eye on a player. Yeah, no no doubt about it. Marcus, nice to get back in the saddle with you this week. We'll do it again next week as we start getting prepared for the playoffs. We'll catch up again next week. All right, fellas. Y'all have a good one. Marcus McNeil enlightening us 
about uh, the NFL as we move into week 18. Scraby, it's our last football week. You, you know, this no week. No more Monday short days. Oh, my goodness. Man, that was loud. That was really loud. No more Thursday short days. You know, when I start the football season, I'm like, yes, we have the football season, and then it goes by way too quick. But the off seasons have been going pretty quick, so they're still five months long. Five or six months. It doesn't long. feel like it. It doesn't. It feels like 10 years or something. No, like no. That. It feels a lot less. A lot less, months. really? Yes. Okay. Well, off you're season, doing baseball the whole time. season goes by pretty fast, man. <laughs> <laughs> but it is sad, the last game, uh, last week of the year, regular season. It is. But this is where we start to get into some of the best football, though. It's true. Coming up. All right. Tomorrow, all three of us, myself, Chris Ello, Matt Scraby, back in the building. Wow. We'll be here for you. Another four hours. Drive safe. Let's do it again. Stay safe. I know it's raining. You know how it's raining really hard San right Diego's do with, with rain. We're not very good at it. <laughs> so be safe. See you tomorrow. See ya. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.